afternoon, I'm Andrew Toff with Investing News Network, and I'm here with Eric Kaufman, editor of HRA Advisories. Eric, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Andrew. So the name of your talk tomorrow is Will Discoveries Save the Venture Exchange? Yeah. Can you speak to the importance of juniors making big hits, especially in this tough market? I, I think really this is may, maybe what gets us out of this market. It might be the only thing that does. I mean, my you know my macro take is I'm not expecting a repeat of 2009 where you get this massive bounce in commodity prices. Um, we can't count on that happening. I don't think it's going to. I think we're really back to sort of old school old style market where really if you go back before the super cycle, before you know, the year 2000, what usually turned the junior market around was someone pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Some guy went out into the boonies and came back with you know, 300 meters of 0.8 and 0.8 and everybody went nuts and that quite often it was, it was discoveries and or usually both area plays. That, that's usually what got bull markets going in the juniors until 12, 15 years ago. A lot of people that have just been in the market for the last 10 years are used to this rising tide lifting all boats. I don't think that happens this time. I think we need, we need those discoveries. That's what's gonna do it. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about a few examples. Um, mm -hmm. Colorado Resort just seems to be the talk of the town right now. Yeah. Um, what, what surprised you about that discovery? Well, I mean, nothing, I, I was actually telling people to buy it before they made the discovery, so I was probably less surprised than most people, but, you know, to, to explain what I think works in this market, I guess they're, they're really a good example, obviously, but after the fact, but even before the fact, when I started talking about them, they had a $6 million market cap. They had $8 million in the bank. So they had very strong management, technically, um, good targets. I mean, they weren't slam dunk by any means. I mean, it wasn't, these weren't, you know, I wouldn't say they were like high probability targets, but they were really good targets. But more to the point, they were trading at a price that they had no discovery premium whatsoever. They're trading at a discount to the bank account. So I figured, well, you know, if they don't get, it's probably not going to go down much. They're trading for less than cash. Right. So, I mean, it, it felt like sort of a one-sided bet, I guess you might say. Um, it was... A little bit, what, what is surprising a bit about that hole is if you look at the whole belt, the porphyry belt that basically runs from one end of BC to another, it's kind of the spine of the province is, is what's called the Quinell terrain and that's, uh, that is basically porphyry permissive stuff. But if you look at most of the mines, there's half a dozen current or past porphyry copper gold deposits in BC, the grade's generally not that high. I mean, they're usually like 0.3, 0.3. I think what really got people's attention was the grade was so high in the hole. I mean, is that, is that what the whole thing looks like? I, I wouldn't count on it. I mean, who knows? I mean, hope, hopefully we get surprised. I mean, for everyone's sake, I'm hoping to pull a couple more holes like that. But the grade was higher than I would have expected. Okay. And as I say, maybe what we need to reinvigorate the sector is some companies pulling rabbits out of hats. So. Well, that area is a good example because it's, it's in an area called the Iskit, which has seen you know two or three runs of exploration. There's uh, Imperial Metals is building a mine about 15 kilometers away, which is also yeah. copper gold porphyry. Yeah, there's, Red Chris, right? Yeah, Red yeah. Chris. And there's mm -hmm. probably just from, and a lot of these guys have held properties for a long time, but there's probably 20, 30 companies that have property up there. They've had it for years. Uh, you know, say the grill god smile on Colorado and it pulls a couple more hot holes. Suddenly, there'll probably be 20 or 30 companies that can probably go to the brokers and put two or three million bucks in the bank, like a piece of cake. None of those companies could have done that a month ago, like not a whole. Right. 
Right. I mean, that, that's the kind of difference a couple of holes can make. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about another example, um, Comstock Metals, which is, um, has made a recent discovery in Yukon. That's one of the companies you're covering. Yeah. I mean, it's, they've got a, Rasul's got a nice discovery there. He's basically across the river from Golden Saddle. Golden Saddle was the discovery that kicked off the Yukon area play, if you will, three years ago, being taken out by Ken Ross. Um, he is in, in as favorable position as Colorado for the simple reason he doesn't have as much cash. He does have the money to fund, and he is and he is drilling. And while I recognize that, you know, obviously the inherent danger of any exploration program is the holes don't hit. I'm also of the opinion that if you're going to follow somebody, you follow someone who's doing something. You know, I mean, there's 2,000 juniors around. 1,800 of them are doing basically nothing. I see no reason to buy any of those 1,800 stocks. I mean, I'd, I'd rather be dealing with a guy who's going to swing for the fences. Right. I don't know if he's going to connect. Mm-hmm. Neither does he. But I'd, you know, I'd rather be, I'd rather be playing that game. And he did. He pulled some very nice holes off his zone. That zone could be strategic. I think. You know, I mean, Kinross isn't coming right out and saying in so many words, but I mean, the sense I get is. They, they have enlarged Golden Saddle a bit since they took over Underworld, but I don't think it's big enough yet. I mean, I, I think they need another, I'm not sure what the magic number is for them, but I think they need another half million ounces or a million ounces. If Rasul manages to pull together a half million or a million ounces, that, that could be the piece that makes the whole thing make sense. So, I mean, the up, that's the upside for him, is that, and, and he knows that. I mean, the Kinross guys have visited him. There's not, a, there's not a lot of freedom because it's close enough that it would make sense. So that's that's the big upside for him. But he's going to need, you know, he'll need some holes like some of the better ones last year. I think his best hole last year was 70, 80 meters of three grams. I mean, it was a nice hole. He needs, he needs a couple of those, basically. Okay. All right. Um, of the companies you're featuring here at the show, mm-hmm. um, all are precious metals companies. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. You, you don't have any hesitation right now in recommending those companies, even though the gold and silver prices have dropped. Well, I mean, because I'm, you know, there, there's really two, there's really two kinds of companies I've been focusing on. Um, mm-hmm. There are ones like Colorado, and there's there's two or three companies I'm following that are sort of pre-discovery, if you will. And they may be pre-discovery after they finish drilling too, but um, they're, they're stocks that have good management, have very strong cash positions and have no discovery premium. So basically, it's the kind of thing you accumulate. The company has enough money that even if they do the expiration they're gonna do this year, they're still gonna have tons of money. Uh, so that they've got options. I mean, cash is the best plan B. I mean, when the market is this bad, if you've got a strong technical group with a big bank account, it's, it's a buyer's market. I mean, those guys can go out, look at assets, be total hard asses in negotiations, and get their hands on really nice stuff really cheaply because there's a lot of companies that are out there that are desperate right now. And which are those two? Well, there, there's several. I mean, one of them is a company called Mondoro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mondoro has market cap right now of 12, 13 million. They've got 15 million in the bank. Uh, they've got a nice set of projects surrounding another company I follow called Reservoir Minerals that has a discovery in Serbia. Mm-hmm. It's very. They'll start drilling next month, but they're very, very high impact holes. If they hit anything like reservoir, that stock will go nuts because the reservoir discovery is quite impressive. You know, is it high probability? No, but you're buying it for less than what's in the bank account. And with the budgets they laid out for me, the end of this year, it's still going to be less than the bank account. So it's not. It's not. I don't see a huge amount of downside there. Um, another one that's local that I that I follow. I mean, it's actually a spin out from a, a a company called 
silver quests that, that, that I followed before, they were taken out by New Gold. Um, so the sort of the successor company that's called Independence Gold. Uh, Randy Turner, the guy that runs it, very smart guy. I've known Randy forever. Um, he's had several successes. But part of the deal, the way this kind of worked, was a big financing. So he's, I think he's trading at half his cash rate. Right and they, ha they have a nice property in central BC, high grade underground target. They probably got four or 500,000 ounces. You know, they're, they're drilling right now, so it may get bigger. But more to the point, I mean, you're buying it for half the bank account. And, and this is, he's not the kind of guy to just blow the bank account. I mean, I, I know him well enough to know he's out, he's looking at projects and he's been through a, he's been through a few cycles. So he knows now is the time to go out and, and, be, and be the bad guy and say, yeah, nice million dollar asset you have, I'll give you 50 grand for it. Right. You know, that's that kind of market, that's how it is. I mean, you know, yeah. that kind of market. Everything's on sale. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what other metals are you bullish on right now besides gold and silver? Um, gold and silver, I think, will do okay. Like, and I guess what I was leading to too with some of the comments on those companies is it's, uh, the thing with discovery places are actually less commodity price dependent. Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody hits it out of the park, you know, like Colorado, for instance, the people trading Colorado every day, they don't care what the copper and gold price is doing that day. It's not, it's not about the copper and gold price; it's about that play. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I still, I still, still think gold and silver will be fine, or certainly well enough. I, I kind of like copper, but I'd like to see it pull back a little bit. I've kind of been expecting it to pull back more for a while now, because uh, the inventories, warehouse inventories, have been going up quite a bit. I like some of the specialty metals, but unfortunately, the market doesn't. I mean, I just, and I haven't, I haven't seen, you know, things like tungsten. I haven't seen a really good tungsten story for a long time, and I just, I, family reasons, I know, I kind of know that business, and it's done fairly well. I mean, some of the graphite stuff looks interesting, uh, although graphite. Graphite's better than rare earth. It's a bigger market, but you know I'm a little cautious with that kind of stuff because you you are dealing with a small market and a couple of people go in production and that's it. You know it's full up. There's no room for anybody else. Right. Um, bulk materials. I'm still watching closely. It's really going to come down to whether the really big guys, um, you know, the big international mining houses, do they do they actually increase their capacity for coal and iron ore as much as they're threatening to? Um, I'm a little skeptical. I mean, I suspect a lot of that stuff doesn't get built. In which case, you know, I think both of those, you know, both of those, they've, yeah, they've come off their highs, but they're they're selling at prices where a good operation makes a hell of a lot of money still. And I, I think the mining industry, it didn't deliver the returns people expected given the increases in metal prices and commodity prices. And now, you know, you've got to show me market. These guys have to show people they can put things in production. Um, make a good margin off of it and generate returns for investors and I think it's going to take some time for that to happen but I think the market's the market's not going to give them a lot of credit until they see them do that again and part of what that tells me and I've, I've you know I've, I've kind of harped a little bit with subscribers on this is you know I think the days of drilling off half a gram on top of the Andes no one's buying that stuff none of the majors are buying they're not, they don't even want to see any of that stuff just right now it's margin, margin, margin. Show me stuff that I can dig out of the ground for hundred bucks and sell for three hundred, where the capex is hundred million, hundred fifty million. Show me that, I'm buying it right so now. Higher grade. They want higher grade and, and higher margin. Doesn't the grade doesn't always have to be huge. I mean if you look at Sonora, for instance, which is another area I like a lot, mm -hmm. um, there are there are companies mining 0 0.6, 0 0.7, 0 0.8 gram oxide gold deposits and they have huge margins. I mean, their their cash costs are four or five hundred dollars. 
and they put these things in production for 30 or 40 million. They're, they're, you know, they're not big lines, they're, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 ounces a year, but they make huge money. I mean, in terms of relation to the CapEx, the returns are phenomenal. So that kind of stuff works, but I think, yeah, generally, I think grade's going to be king for a while. I think the majors are, you know, they're not saying, the majors aren't building any $6 billion, you know, 20% IRR mine. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see that again for quite a while. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let's leave it at that. Okay. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. I've been Andrew Top for Investing News Network, speaking with Eric Coffin, a well-known voice at these conferences. So thank you, Eric. Thank you, Andrew. Okay.